Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity. Woo! Woo! I get my Ric Flair on today. Woo! <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your man Stefan G, and you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Kim, what's going down? What's up? Ooh! Oh goodness! Wow. Yeah. You all in my headphones. Like. It doesn't matter, <laughs> but I'm here though. What's up, Mike? So How when I to... when I you know before the show when I go test the mic, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jim's like hello, hey, hey, <laughs> hello. So I turn her up, and then she's like, hey, here I am, people. Yeah, she's official now. How you doing, Kim? Hey, I'm great. How about yourself? I'm fantastic. Yeah. Well, how about you, Mike? Pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if I'm at fantastic level yet. Come on, Mike. You can get there, man. All right. Come on. Let's get that fantastic meter out. And Round of applause for a fantastic. Yeah. Good Woo! answer. Yeah. My, good answer. Way to go. Good All answer. Right. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm at a magic game or something. <laughs> Sports game. Score. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. Yep. We're so done. We're good. We're every- yep. Everyone's Catch fantastic. you guys next week. What? <laughs> oh. My bad. <laughs> No, 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 no. So how about everyone that's listening? I'm sure they're fantastic as well. They're listening. They've got to be fantastic. Yes. If you do We send not, energy through these microphones. I, I need everyone to declare that they are fantastic. Call it out right so now. So I'm going to need every listener under the sound of my voice. Oh, people, see, I almost cut your microphone Under the off. sound of my voice. <laughs> declare that you yes. are fantastic, no matter what it is you're facing at this very moment. Don't just laugh. Say it. Fantastic. Yeah. Like fantastic. Don't just laugh. Say the words, I am fantastic. You are. Go you ahead. Are. It's it's your truth. Go ahead, say it. Fantastic. You too, Mike. Go ahead and say it. Um I mean I am kind of under a spell. It sounded like she was like putting a <laughs> spell out there. I declare. Mike, you are You haven't said it yet. Yes, you have not. You're not under my spell. Okay, okay, said. okay. I'm fantastic. There right. you go. There you That's go. what I'm talking about right Beautiful. there, baby. <laughs> Right. Woo! There's the Ric Flair. That's what I was waiting on. So today is going to be a very interesting show because today we are talking about transition. Hello. Everybody in this studio right now is in transition. Okay, and just to be, you know, to in clarify. In some way, shape, or form in their life. To clarify, we're Gables not changing Mike. our sex. <laughs> we're not changing our no, gender. we are not That's changing not our gender. That's not what we mean. I was going to say, get it right. It's not changing your sex. It's changing your gender. Yeah, exactly. We're not doing that. No. So We're not. <laughs> so <laughs> no, go on. I just had to make sure people knew that. All right. So everybody's in transition in some way, shape, or form in this particular phase of their life. So we thought, why not talk about transition? And how? what is it? We're talking about how to deal with transition? How to be in transition? How to make it through transition? Yeah. Yeah, that stuff. Can we talk about why we're in transition? Is that something? You know what? I'll let you start. Why I'm in transition? That's right. Go ahead. Kick it off for us. Because I turned 30. Really? What? <laughs> that's think, the answer? I think that's part of it. Oh, wow. Tell us about the turning 30. I don't know. I the felt turning like, 30 transition. I, feel like, I, feel I remember like, when I turned 30. You remember when you turned 30, Kim? 
<laughs> she was getting ready to say she hadn't turned 30 yet, but the Lord wouldn't let her lie uh, on the microphone. Yeah. He caught that tongue. That. <laughs> Mike, continue. Um, well, I don't know if that's the whole reason, but just different things. Thinking about the future. Yeah. Trying to get in shape. Yeah. Growing my hair out. Yeah. Stuff like that. The hair's looking Which good, I love. By the way. Like, uh, so I should keep it like this? You should yes. definitely keep it like that. All right. I was thinking about cutting maybe therapy? the bottom and keeping the top no, long. No, okay. No. Just the way it is. It saves me money. I don't have to get a haircut as you much. You look grown. I like it. I love You look it. like a grown man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, and then, you know, some personal relationship. Benjamin relation- Button grown, though. <laughs> no, not right? Benjamin like, Button Don't give grown. off that impression. Like, you look <laughs> You look like You look like you're in your 30s. Yeah. That's what you look like. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But, um, and some things have happened in, you know, my personal life that's made me reflect on who I am and, yeah. you know, the kind of friends I really want, the kind of woman I really want, stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's what it really is right there. You see which one he threw in there last? Nah. <laughs> right before stuff like it's that. definitely. I'm still in the transition, though. I'm oh, not okay. sure yet. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about all of this stuff where I want my life to lead in the future. So. You know what? I think I actually like that you said that because I think a lot of us, as we are in a transition phase, first of all, we don't realize that's what's going on. We see it more as chaos than we do as transition. Right. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of stuff that used to happen that's not happening anymore. And since that's our only point of reference, we're always looking back to see if we can get that to happen again. I remember it was probably a couple of weeks ago. I was on the phone with a friend of mine and God had spoke to me and he was like, they had asked me, they were like, what was your 2014 like? What was 2014 like for you? And I was like, 2014 was the bomb. Like, that was probably one of my best years ever in my entire life. And as I was talking about what happened and what I experienced and how great it was and blah, 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 I started to recognize God started to reveal to me that over the course of 2015 and 2016, I've been trying to recapture 2014 for like, I've been trying to get everything that happened during that season. I've been trying to get that to just continue because it was just so wonderful and so great. And he Can't was like, we're that. not doing that anymore. We're doing something different now. It's kind of like what our country's trying to do. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're going to make America great again. Yeah, so you try to make, like that. Try to make uh, Paul great again. I don't know. Great again. I don't know. How to, <laughs> <laughs> Paul 2014 again or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was trying to I was trying to recapture 2014, and it wasn't working. And I was becoming frustrated that I couldn't get 2014 back. Right. In 2016, but it was because I was in a new phase, and I had, I not only had I made a transition, but I was in the midst of making a transition. And so I like how you said that you're taking time to think about it and figure it out, and right. you know, kind of maneuver in it, and just kind of sit in that space because a lot of us don't when we enter into a transitional phase. What do you think we do? We well, I know a lot of people just like I said, they see it as chaos, and because. Things aren't like they used to be. You know, we're we're humans, so we're subject to routine. We, you know, we have the same five cereals for breakfast every day. You know what I mean? Like, we have certain things that we like, and that's what we do, and we do it on a regular basis. You know, Thursdays at 8 o'clock, this show comes on, and, you know, so on and so forth. And so we're, because we are creatures of habit, when something in that habit changes, we are very reluctant to let it go. Even though we might be looking towards this new thing and wanting to have it, we're still reluctant to let go of the old thing. And I know that is a key aspect of transition. So I know when people see it as chaos and not as transition, they have a a tendency to try to grip a hold of the old thing and try to make it function and work and 
maneuver and so on and so forth instead of really kind of taking a, a step back and getting a good overview at what's going on right now and trying to figure out what and why and how and when yeah, and where definitely. and all that kind of stuff. I think stuff. a lot of people actually with transition tend to just simply react. Yeah, exactly. Not even identify that. They're, they're not proactive about the transition at all. They're not aware of the transition. They're not proactive about the transition. And they're not intentional about the transition. Like, one thing I like about you, Kim, is that you have a tendency. Why are you looking like that? When I, I, say need that? To, I, I, I need to <laughs> soak up this compliment I'm about to get. But one thing I like about you is that you tend to try to, and you're not always successful, but you attempt to, yeah, Sorry about People that. Did, uh, <laughs> I had to take the compliment back. A, a, a jewel from my crown, people? Like, really? But I've watched you be very intentional about trying to prepare yourself in whatever season you're in for the potential of a transition. Right. And so you're always looking and, and evaluating this space and looking at the next space that you want to be in and evaluating that space and trying to see, okay, what can this encapsulate? What can it look like? And how can we make this movement either smoother or just go right into it, whatever it is, so that we're not riding along this bumpy road just for the sake of it being a bumpy road because it's the only road that we know. Right. I I would say this. I learned that from Moses. Oh, yeah? Moses taught me that. Y'all talked about it? Moses taught me that, people. So how did he, I mean, you're going to have to be a little bit more. I was about to say, yeah. Let me tell you. So I, I, I do. I, I, I love and hate transition. Most times I do love it because right. I know what's on the other side. I know that the promised land is there. Um, but what gave me the relationship with transition and change is definitely the story of Moses. Mm-hmm. I, for a couple of years, actually when I left ministry, um, I struggled to understand why didn't Moses enter into the promised land. That oh. That was that really bothered me. It really disturbed me because he helped others to transition. Right. And I was just like, you mean to tell me God that I can t- lead people out of captivity and yet get, get stuck myself. Are you kidding me? So, um, that really gave me like, ma- made me really start searching out the scriptures to understand what happened with Moses. Like why, why? Like, because I would definitely throw a rock people. Definitely. So I was like, I need to understand when I throw this rock, what exactly is going to happen. (laughs) Definitely. That, that really disturbed me to know that this man stood in the gap for them. This man, um, went faced some of his own fears on their behalf by approaching Pharaoh and he didn't cross. He didn't cross. Not only that, but the whole life of Moses was full of transitions it was it really was he was a you know almost like a son of pharaoh and then he transitioned to running away and then he had to transition again to being a leader of god's people and then then he became you know like a a president of the the tribe i guess so it's a lot of different transitions that have that are there yeah and no milk and no honey no milk and no honey you mean just manna for me that's what i was gonna say no leaks no grapes the size of your head, none of that. Right. Of course, he Just, probably had a lot of that growing up. So maybe, but you know that I, I putting myself in his position. Yeah, that was great then. But we've <laughs> exactly, been in the de- we've yeah. been in the desert for forty years. You know what I mean? Right. We've been in the wilderness for forty yeah. years. I don't even remember what those taste like anymore. So. And so I I see Moses as well. I just talked about he reacted. Right. 
and instead of assessing like Mike is currently doing in his life, taking it all in and planning and trying to understand and identifying what's on the other side right. of this. Not only that, but he was disobedient in that in that one instance. And you know what? I don't want to make this a show about obedience, but when you're in transition, that's a very key aspect. Is that's being what obedient. I was going to say. It, when it, you're in when you're in the place of in between. Your obedience can, it, I know it sounds cliche because we started talking about Moses and, you know, any pastor would take this conversation this direction. But when you're in that place of transition, your obedience can be the difference between making it and not making it. You know what I'm saying? If God says walk and then he suddenly says turn left and you're like, eh, I don't really feel like going left. Straight's been working for me. I'm going to keep straight. Right. You're not going to get what was going to the left, you know. And that's a very, but that's a very key and very important aspect of being in transition. So if we had to give keys to being in transition, I would say key number one is to be in constant communication with the Savior. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you recognize that you're in a place, if you first, I would even say when you first recognize you're in a place that seems like chaos, it's time to start communicating. And of course, we always start petitioning, but I think we need to do more communicating. Right. More listening. Let's talk. Oh, yeah, talk yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because one thing about transition, and, and it's definitely happening for Mike, is that there is um, there's instruction that comes. Right. There is instruction. And so there lies in um, your ability to hear the instruction, receive the instruction, respond accordingly. And hopefully that response is obedience um, to that instruction. So there is. Those are some identifiers. Like you're, you're definitely going to have chaos. Right. There needs to be some communication. You, de- you, you got to have the communication aspect because once you recognize the chaos, once you realize, look, something's different. Something, what's not working? You know, usually for me, it usually comes in that aspect. Like, wait a minute, something's not working. Here. Right. You know, there's a, there's a I that hasn't been dotted. There's a T that hasn't been crossed. There's a plug that's loose. You know, there's a short and a wire somewhere. Something's not working. And so when you recognize that. That, I believe, is the moment that you really need to jump into communication with the guide, with the guidance counselor. You know what I mean? Right. And and really start speaking and asking, as my friend David would say, asking the right questions. You know, not just asking, well, what's going on? You know, uh, come on now. Right. You know, but really asking the right questions that help you to dig into this space that you now find yourself into. And for me, I'm always it always jumps into a lot of whys, you know. I don't do a lot of what's and where's and who's, but I do a lot of whys. Like, why am I experiencing this? What I'll give a what am I supposed to learn or something like that, but it, it turns into a lot of why is this happening? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking this way? Why is this all of a sudden working like this when it worked like that before? And as you kind of dig into that communication aspect, what you find out is you really start kind of answering some of these questions from your own spirit. Yeah, the clarity happens. Right. There's clarity that happens. There's an answer. I love I love that God always says, it's one of my favorite scriptures. He says, call to me and I will answer. That's right. So I love it. You're, you're asking why and there's an answer that's going to come. Mm-hmm. You just have to, you know, incline your ear to his voice. But what? you have to recognize also that the answer is inside of you. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like we, we often look at Christ and as God as this external ab- abstract. You know what I mean? Like this, you know big booming voice from some po- someplace else which i did earlier yes that you did, did earlier voice impression you tried <laughs> she tried people i did it <laughs> but this big booming voice from someplace else that will 
you know, reach down out of the sky and, and direct us in the right way. But most of the times it's a still small voice that comes from right inside your own heart. Yeah, that because tells he you, that is in you. Exactly. And it sometimes kind of tells you something you already know, or at least you thought you knew, or you had a feeling about, you know what I'm saying? But right. you hadn't grasped totally. It's very interesting. It is. Transition. Transition. So when we come back, so key number one, be in communication with the guy. When you recognize that there's chaos or you recognize that you're in a place that can look like transition, you first want to make sure that you immediately jump into communication with the guy. When we come back, we'll lay out a couple of more keys for being in transition. And we'll also kind of talk about the whole concept of transition and what it looks like so that you can make sure you're identifying it when it comes to you. Moment of Clarity, Stefan G. We'll be back in a bit. Jesus Christ is alive, so we preach the gospel. Now we ain't secular. No, don't ever get it confused. Jesus on my side, so I can't lose. Moment of clarity. Shaman Stefan G. Kim and Mike in the studio. I am in a wonderful mood. Which I have been for what? Six weeks now? Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop. Sorry. Yeah. I can't stop. I'm not mad about it. But uh we're talking about being in transition. And Kim, you had talked a little bit about um walking into the space of transition. When you've been in transition in your life, what has that looked like? Oh my. Uh what has transition looked like? Well, definitely the indicator first is something's off, something's different. Right. Um, there's the chaos that you spoke of. There's generally what I would say, um, sometimes resistance mm-hmm. when I recognize that there's transition. And I like to say that the resistance is more so about redirection, which is how I know that it's about transition. Right. Stay right there for a second because I like that you said redirection. Because I know for me for a while, it was a hard concept to grasp that God never wanted me to stop. You know what I mean? Like we are in constant movement when it comes to our walk with Christ and with his uh, His interaction with our lives. You know what I'm saying? Like time moves forward, therefore we move forward. And so whenever there's that moment, you mentioned the word redirection, it's always good to make sure that you recognize that this is not a stoppage. Right. This is not a halt. You know what I'm saying? There's certain times that God will tell you to maintain where you are, but it's not him stopping you. It's him preparing you for you getting ready to be redirected right. or launched or whatever that particular thing may be. Um, but I like that you use the word redirected there because I know for me there was a time where I thought, why are we stopped? Like, does this mean nothing's going to work from now on? Because everything just stopped all of a sudden. Right. When it's really just a space that you sit in while you are learning and understanding and preparing for the redirection. Yeah, and I, I want to make sure that the that it, the listeners know that chaos is not the sole indicator of transition because there are sometimes a, t- a period where you withdraw yourself mm-hmm. or just a a time where you're you're there's more so of a listening on the inside, you get very quiet and there's a lot of thought that goes behind right. everything that is happening in your life. You start questioning work, these, all these different questions. And it's really- Go on. 
<laughs> Sorry. You, you experiencing know? that, Mike? Yeah, it's like everything you've just Multiple, mentioned. Multiple, you know, just start, you know, and, and that's when the planning happens. There's there's usually planning associated right. with with a transition. And I like when you talked about you start to question because that really does happen a lot. You start to wonder, like, I remember there was a time I was like, am I really going to park in the same parking space every day for the rest of my life? You know what I mean? And you start to just kind of wonder about what you're doing. Yes. And what you're not doing and what you could be doing and what you should be doing. You give more thought to the things that you were normally doing every day. Right. The you, automatics. Yes. The habituals. You, yeah. you you question friendships. You you question what's my next move? Where do I want to be? Like there's so many different things and journeys that your mind takes that you start sit you actually pull away. And for me, I, I usually take a piece of paper and I start, you know, listing out some things like writing down some of my questions right um and, and i look for the answer well, i gotta write things down you gotta <laughs> write things down if you want to if you want to make uh, it to the place that you're trying to transition to you've got to be intentional about it yeah okay. you can't and, just and allow this, it to happen this on its paper own you. becomes your map yeah it becomes your roadmap it's yeah, your it guide is, yeah another yeah, indicator yeah. of transition is when you have a divine sense of urgency Oh, yeah. And I use the word divine sense of urgency because it's not you trying to push things faster because you want to make money and you want to do this and you've got goals and you it's not the I should have been here by now complex. No. OK, I lived in that space for years The I should have done this by now. I should have be here by now. My life should be this by now. My career should be that by now. It's not that. But when you find a divine sense of urgency that causes you to, number one, focus towards the father more. And then as a result of you focusing towards the father more, you either start to ask some of those questions that Kim was talking about, or you just find that you've really got to like, I, you know, I've got to start putting things in order and I've got to start doing a little bit more of this. And now I want to start working out a little bit. And, you know, I, I rearranged my whole house because things just weren't organized the way they were supposed to be. That is another indicator that God is preparing you for something, for a transition, Definitely. for a move, Definitely. because he's about to put something in place in your life that you need all of this order that's going on around you in order to sustain. Yeah, that that usually is that stage and that sense of urgency doesn't necessarily take a planning period. Right. You know exactly what you need to be doing. You're very clear about I you may not understand the why. Right. But you just know that I need to get this done and I need to get this done now. I don't know why I need to get it done now, but I need to get it done now. Yep. And the worst thing you can do in that spot is ignore that voice. Oh, yeah. The worst thing you can do in that spot is ignore that voice because whatever it is that God is preparing you for, it's going to come anyway. And so you are either going to follow the voice and get ready for it or you're going to not follow the voice and it's just going to show up and you're going to have to do all of the stuff that you were thinking about doing. But now you got to do it in one day instead of a month. Or Plus you might end up in a big fish for three days. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that too. Who wants to be in that? <laughs> or you may find that you missed an opportunity. And yes. you'll, you will have that moment of, if I had just, just done. That's right. So, yeah, definitely. I, I like to. I think that transition is really about a detour. It's really like, hey, you were going this way. and eh, that road's closed. Right. I'm leading you to this place. Mm -hmm. I heard it described. I was listening to a podcast. Huh, and I can't, I can't remember who it was. One that we weren't on? Yeah. What? I tend to do that. Do I've got, that? I was listening to a podcast and he was talking about, it was really more of a message about finding Christ and giving your life to Christ. 
but he was talking to people who were like atheists or agnostic or whatever. And they were talking about how you people will say, well, how come there's only one route to Christ? There are many roads to Christ, you know? There's this road and that road and blah, blah, blah. And he was talking about how the Bible says, you know, Jesus says, I am the way. Right. I am the way. Mm-hmm. This is, there's only one way to, to the Father, and that's through me. Um, and so people would come to him and say, you know, that's a very pompous and conceited thing to say to someone. For you to look at somebody and say, the only way you can avoid hell and damnation for the rest of eternity is to find the, the Savior that I serve, right? And so he used the example of going up a mountain. He said, well, what if we went up this mountain and everybody can go up the mountain different kinds of ways, but we all get to the top. And that's what people who think there are many ways to Christ think. We can all go up this mountain and I can go left and you can go right and we can go up a million different journeys up this mountain, but we all end up at the peak of the mountain anyway. He was like, but when, it, when it's Christianity, it's not about going up the mountain. It's about the Savior coming down the mountain to get you mm. and then guiding you back up in the way that is best for you. And so in that way of thinking, there is now only one way to go because you're being, you've got the tour guide with you and he's telling you this is the best way to go. This is the way that you avoid the bears. This is the way that you avoid, you know, the the, right, cliffs, the and cliffs and the snow and the, you know, avalanches and all this other kind of stuff. And when we think about our transition in that same way, that it's a detour, that God is now saying, you know what, you were going this way, but it's time to turn this way. But it's not because we were going the wrong way. It's not because of something about us. It's not because we were taking the wrong route to get to the destination. It's right. because he came down the mountain and got us and is now leading us back up by his hand in the right manner that is best for us. And it kind of goes back to uh, Moses. We were talking about Moses earlier, and that all started with God literally coming down and talking to Moses yeah. and saying, you're going to do this. That's right. And then it's up to Moses to either be obedient, follow him, or not follow him. But right. there wasn't, there was no option. You're you're going to do this. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, and he was afraid and he wasn't sure. And he said, you're going to do this. So if we take that approach, but understand that God said to Moses as well, he said, I am with you. I will be with you mm. through it all. So we can have comfort in knowing that when we are going the right way, we have God on our side. So that can get, that gives you comfort. Yeah. Right. As well it should. And that gives you peace during the time of transition. Yeah. Because transition can be, I mean, it's not always pretty. Roses, no, you know? it's not easy. It's like the old uh, example of somebody who's got their hand closed and you're trying to put $5 in their hand, but they're holding on to $1. So you can't put five dollars in the hand until they open their hand and drop the one dollar. Now you can put five dollars in. Right. Hand. It's usually it's it's usually something you haven't done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something you haven't done is something new, and it usually requires you to be out of your comfort zone for a time. So I would say if key number one in being in transition is making sure you're in communication with the tour guide, with Christ the Father, or with Christ and the Father, um, and Christ the Father, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would the say Trinity. Key, yeah, the Trinity. I would say key number two is to, as you're hearing this direction, develop a plan. You know, oh, use yeah. the tour guide to help you develop a plan, yes. a, a roadmap, a plan of action, at least a, um, even if it's not a plan about what you're going to do, because often you can't see the end result. You're like, I know I'm, I'm going this way, but I really don't know exactly why. 
You know, there's not a big, the big reveal hasn't happened yet, especially when you first start the transition. Right. And so because the big reveal hasn't happened yet, it's more of a putting a plan of order in place. And you know what? Even maybe before a plan of order, response is everything. That's true. You're absolutely right. Let's put that as 1A. The plan really unfolds when you respond accordingly to the chaos or the, um, I want to say uncertainty or just the lack of clarity that you're having concerning what is happening in your life. But having the right response is everything. Your speech being in in um in alignment. Yes, in alignment with, with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So I always advise that even when I have no clue of what is going on, I know that the promises that he has for me are good. That's and right. not evil. Mm-hmm. And right. so even in that transition I'm like, there's no evil in this. Right. You know, everything that everything that I am to inherit is good. That's right. And and I hold on to that. I love that he's given us those promises. Like this will be definitely be one A because it's important to begin to speak out of the scripture and not out of the uncertainty that's happening in right. your life right now. Right. You know? And so turning that aspect before you even get to that spot, starting to speak the scripture where it says, Don't be anxious for anything. But with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request known. Right. And think about the children of Israel. Yeah. You know, in the wilderness, their response ultimately led to delay it, it in their transition. It determined everything. Yes. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, really? If, if you've <laughs> ever seen the map of what where they were, like seriously. Oh, my God. I know, right? It's like not... you could have, like, turned around and spit on Canaan. Yes. <laughs> And you're like, dude, if you if only your response had changed and and you could have shifted this, this, this transition would have gone so much smoother. And as a parallel, think about Joseph, who made the correct responses in his times of transition. You know, what I'm saying when when they tried to put him in jail and he made the correct response, then when uh, when the king's wife tried to you know, make him come in and be with her. And he made the correct response then. And even though at each stage he was unsure of whether he would ever get out or what was going to happen, he held on to the promises. Right. And he understood where his help came from. And he made the correct response in each ter- in each turn. And so even as he went through devastating situation after devastating situation, after y'all got me jacked up and this is where you messed up my life and I can't believe that y'all really think I'm going to go through this again. At the end of the day, when he got to the destination, right, he was able to make the difference that he was always destined to make. Right, and and that's what transition is about. Transition is about promotion and growth. Yes, always, always, always. So I I told my girlfriend today that that for growth, rain has to come. Yes, it has to come. That's the only you way it grows. It. Not only do you need rain, but you also need the sunshine. Yes. So you're gonna have to get wet, and you're gonna have to get hot. Yes. At some point in time, I don't care what you. But if you just you let it take top. root, mm. oh, all right now she gonna preach in a second, y'all. So I just it's beautiful because it's it's God's way. I know that it's in the time of transition. There's so many things that you you're asking and you're trying to figure out, and you're just looking for the answers. But the beautiful thing is in transition that it's God's way of telling you that I want to do something greater for you. Right. I want to do something more for you. I, I, I want to be your God. Allow and, me to be your God. And it's funny because that can be so hard to hear sometimes because the transition that you're going through feels so detrimental. Oh, yeah. In the time when you're just trying to figure things out, 
there is a lot of time you look at yourself during that quiet time and you're like, you you do really have that moment of, you know, where the heck am I going? And mm-hmm. there's a there's a little bit of disappointment because you're actually having to face where you are. Yes. And you're, you're like to stand in the mirror. Yeah. And you're like, wow, you know what? You know what? What am I supposed to be? God, what do you want to make me? And um, it's it's something. But I can tell you one beautiful one thing. There's so many beautiful things about transition. But one of the things that I really love to do during transition is I rely heavily on senses. Mm-hmm. So I recognize that in transition, my sight is not as, I don't want to say it's not as clear, but I'm talking about supernatural. I'm talking about um, in the spirit realm. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what God has planned for me. Sometimes I know, sometimes I don't know. But that's when I really rely on being able to hear him. Yes. Being able to sense his presence, um, his help, his assistance. I let me tell you, me and the Holy Spirit are best friends because I'm like, yo, you're a comforter, right? Like you're a comforter. That's what <laughs> that's you're what a you teacher, do, right? Yeah. You're a teacher. Then you're a reminder. Do you need to remind him that I'm here <laughs> I'm here and this is going down? But um yeah, so I, I encourage people to really develop your um your spiritual senses during that time. Yeah. When you're trying to figure out where you're transitioning to. And that's a really good time to do it too, because not only you've already dedicated to communicating with the father. So you're already kind of in that zone. Anyway, you're in that operating space. So as you begin to listen and as you begin to sense, and as you begin to look and as you begin to utilize all of those, as you said, spiritual senses to just, just to try to figure out where you're going. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how they're sharpened and that's how they become more keen. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's how you begin to learn not only the character of his voice, but the tone of his voice. Yes. You know, and that's where you really find your road. You really find, you know, how to follow Christ. Because um, he's going to go yeah. anyway. Yeah. I tell you what. So there are a couple of things with transition that are that happen. We talked about clarity. We talked right. about commandment. We talked about instruction. You actually uh, mentioned something earlier that I think could be the next step that I think is really important, and that's stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I think uh, that's a big deal. And, um, you know, one of my transitions is I'm trying to get in shape and working out and stuff like that, and I watch the fitness videos, and they say that all the time. (laughs) They're always like, step out of your comfort zone, step out of your comfort zone. And I think about it in fitness, but when you said it earlier, I was thinking, well, I guess that anytime I've had transition in my life, I've had to step out of my comfort zone to transition to a better me, Yeah, transition to a better purpose, transition to something better. I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what you're doing. You're transitioning to a better you. Right. You, that's what you're doing. When yeah. you're in transition, that's really what God's trying to do. He's trying to create a better you. And so you have to be able to trust in God that what he's telling you to do is something that you can do. So we've got... Being in communication with the tour guide, we've got ensuring that you have the appropriate response uh, when the transition happens, and we've got, what was the third one? Uh, looking out for the command. I don't know if that if you said that. The clarity that comes with it. There's clarity that's happening. I no, it was a plan. Was. Yes, putting together the plan. So putting together the plan of order for the uh actual transition i'd say that would be so we've got one we've got two we've got three and i would think four would be what mike said is taking that step of faith 
the comfort, yeah. stepping out of your comfort zone. Stepping out of your comfort zone. And the plan of order is going to help you to do that a lot. Knowing that, okay, I'm confident in this is what he wants me to do. And right. this is what's happening right now. Really gives you the ability to step into that place of faith and be like, I'm, I'll be good. It's okay. I'll be all right. You know? So for those of you that are out there going through transition, you know, take some of these. I know we kind of jumped all over the place a little bit and all that kind of stuff, but take these moments and take these routes and take these keys and utilize them because that is another thing with transition. Uh oh. There's always keys. Yes, there are always, always, keys. always, always keys. Always keys because there's an there's access that's about to be granted. To oh a, yeah, to a whole different dimension. Absolutely, that you, that every you, single time there will always be keys, and I I love to. I am a I'm a strong believer in the scripture. Um, I don't even know if this is a scripture, but I'm a strong believer <laughs> in that. Um, so it is, so as it is in the natural, it is in the spirit. I I always discern it in the spirit, but I look for it to manifest in the in the future. I'm um, in the future in the uh, natural. There's always keys. You're absolutely always, right. Always always keys. And there's always part like always. like we said a minute ago. You're developing a better you. So there's going to always be access that you didn't have before. Access to different realms, but also access within yourself. There's going to be things in you that you are now able to do that you didn't recognize you were able to do before. Right. There's going to be things in you that you are proficient at now that you didn't realize that you were proficient at before. Yes. Or you thought you could do it, but you didn't realize that you really could do it. There you know? will always be keys, people. Yeah. Always. <laughs> always. And sometimes, what do those keys look like? Sometimes they're keys. Sometimes yeah, they're sometimes they're sometimes actual they're keys. actual keys. They come with a lot of ease, not a lot of <laughs> resistance. The gifts that God gives addeth no sorrow. They they come with ease. Um, sometimes those keys are information yes. that simply unlocks something. Knowledge and wisdom. Yes, mm -hmm. they're always keys with transition. Sometimes always. those keys are connections and relationships. Yes, people that you have been waiting for to come into your life. Yes. That when they show up, spark an entire new dimension in your life. Yes. Yes. So many keys. Open doors for you that weren't previously open. Exactly. Always. Simply because of their presence. And then not only that, there's more access to Christ. Yes. That is always, even if you don't get one of the other keys that we mentioned, more access to Christ, a greater relationship with Christ, a greater, a greater direct communication with Christ. A greater understanding of Christ, a greater response from Christ, always happens when you're in transition. But and in every transition. In every transition. There's a blessing. There's a blessing. Say it. Be Joshua. Yes. Always be Joshua. Get your blessing. Moment of clarity. Stefan G. We'll catch y'all next week.